Brother Bear finds that you can't escape fate. It's a lesson hard learned, and perhaps learned too late. Welcome back to Deep in Bear County, a Bernstein Bear cast. I'm your host, Philip Gonzalez, and today we've got a really fascinating book. It's 1985's The Bernstein Bears and the Doomspell Tournament. Now, if you've been keeping up with the show, you know that uh, in the last book, The Bernstein Bears and This Quintessence of Dust, uh, brother and sister managed to piece together the last uh, few... Uh, segments of the idol that they had been looking for in the jungles of Africa. And in this book, they're back, uh, back at the treehouse, and they've assembled the idol, but it's, well, we'll get to it. So let's just recap. Papa Bear is in Antarctica. Uh, Mama Bear has been studying to get her degree in computer programming and uh, IT, that's kind of a double thing that she was working on in uh, the Bernstein Bears and the problems with technical help. They're busy right now. So brother and sister have been living in the treehouse by themselves, uh, if you remember correctly. And Factual Actual, the uh, the science teacher found that uh, old book in the basement of the uh, Bear County library and gave it to Brother Bear because Brother Bear, of course, as we know, and from everything I've been talking about, Brother Bear is fascinated with dead languages. He managed to translate it, found a route to several parts of this idol, and he and sister have been traveling, uh, secretly traveling the world, trying to find it. In this quintessence of dust, they managed to piece it together. There was a blinding flash of light. Brother woke up. Sister was gone. Then she mysteriously returned, but she's been talking weird. So in this book, uh, the Doomspell Tournament, it starts off with a mysterious piece of paper coming out of the idol's mouth. Then Brother reads it. It's a long poem. It goes on for a about seven pages. Uh, the long and short of it is that Brother has to compete in a tournament of champions uh, for magic users. And Brother, of course, not being a magic user, is, is kind of upset. So Sister vows to teach him the ins and outs of dark magic. And Brother, you know, is a little surprised at this because Sister's never showed an aptitude for dark magic. But she has been performing strange rituals in her bedroom, which, as if you remember, the uh, in the Bernstein Bears... And too close for comfort, uh, brother and sister stopped living in the same room. The bunk beds were split. Uh, Sister got the top bunk. Papa uh, assembled some new feet for it. And uh, so she's been sleeping in her own her own part of the treehouse. So she's been performing uh, secret spells and strange rituals and... Brother's been hearing a lot of weird chants coming out of there. Sometimes he'll lean against the door and hear her having a conversation, but when he walks in, she's by herself. So that's that's something to keep in mind as we get further on into the book. So Brother has to learn some new uh, skills, and Sister says she's going to teach him. So they start having little tutoring sessions, and because of that, Brother has been neglecting his soccer practice. This is also a new thing that we've started noticing is that brother has been spending more time with sports cousin frankie has been coming over and demanding that he practice with them brother needs to learn the spells finally one day he hears a knock on the door the usual time that cousin frankie will be showing up but when he opens the door there's no one there except a brown rat that scuttles away brother turns sees sister standing there with her arms crossed says did you see cousin frankie or hear him knock on the door and she says 
whose cousin Frankie, we're kind of left with an open-ended question there. So, brother's learning new magic, sister's teaching him, something's going on with sister, and we are left in a strange place in Bear County. The Bernstein Bears and the Doomspell Tournament is a fascinating look at the history of magic in Bear County as, you know, it runs about 350 pages. Uh, Stan and Jan were really working hard on uh, uh, YA Magic Lit at this point. They had several different series going. Uh, Hold on. There's someone at my door. This is Phil Gonzalez. Uh, I am the host of a show called Deep in Bear Country, a Berenstain bear cast. And I know this is going to sound crazy to you guys, but uh, I'm from a different timeline. And in my timeline, there are no Bernstein bears. It's called the Berenstain Bears. And it's not a series of of long young adult novels. It's actually a bunch of children's books, uh, picture books. Uh, Stan and Jan Berenstain, uh, in the 1970s, they ended up just continuing their line of children's pictures books. And what, what, what I'm trying to tell you is that... Somehow the, the the timelines have gotten crossed. The uh, the universes have have crossed over, and what you uh, know as the Bernstein Bears is is the Berenstein Bears. It's not a B E R E N S T E I N or E E N or I E N. It's a uh, it's B E R E N S T A I N. And I don't know how to tell you this, but um, the Berenstein Bears are the real ones. The Berenstein Bears is real. Don't listen to anyone talking about the Bernstein Bears. It's a load. Of Huey. And welcome back to Deep in Bear Country, a Berenstain Bear cast. I'm your host, Phil Gonzalez, and today we're discussing a little thing I like to call stupid. It's stupid. It's it's stupid and I hate it. I hate it so much. It makes my head hurt. It makes me physically upset and uh, actually angry to think about uh it's it's a it's bothersome noise a cultural nonsense and uh uh conscious belligerence on the part of people who don't seem to think that the world we live in is interesting enough so they have to dwell in some sort of absurd fairy tale version of reality and it's called the mandela effect so what is the mandela effect it's uh, ridiculous and pointless and something that you shouldn't be interested in unless you're maybe a college freshman with nothing else to do on a Saturday night. And you have conversations like, you ever think that like maybe like we're like the planet Earth, like maybe we're we're a TV show and like the TV shows that we're watching are like real, but we think we're real because, like, we wouldn't know we're on a show. Or if you have conversations like this. Hey, man, you ever notice that, like, like the city is, like, almost shaped like a circle and that if you look at the streets, like, there's, like, a circle there, too? And, like, I'm just wondering if maybe, like, when they plan this out, man, like, maybe it's, like, for aliens to land on? Like, maybe it's, like, a target for aliens? Because it's kind of like circles within circles, you know? If... If you don't have those kind of conversations anymore, this is really something that you should not uh, be concerned about. It's not the kind of thing that should enter your mind. It's called the Mandela Effect. And what is the Mandela Effect? Well, without naming names, because, look, if you want to find out the the, the exact information, you can find it out yourself. But I'm not going to promote anybody's website here. A few years ago, 
there was a sudden revelation on the part of an internet writer, which was that, hey, I thought Nelson Mandela died a long time ago, but now the news is telling me that Nelson Mandela is just dying. And whereas a normal everyday person would go, huh, guess I was wrong about about that. I guess that didn't happen, and I was wrong about it, the way that you can be wrong about things. The person thought, well, that's screwy. There's either a giant conspiracy going on about the death of Nelson Mandela, and I'm the only person privy to that, or I'm living in an alternate timeline. At some point, I accidentally crossed over into an alternate timeline where Nelson Mandela only recently died, and the effect was called the Mandela Effect. Now, I would be all for something called the Mandela Effect if the definition was that weird moment where you've remembered something incorrectly your whole life and then are suddenly slapped in the face with the fact that you've just been thinking wrong this whole time. If that was the Mandela Effect, where you suddenly realize that you've been existing personally in your own reality, and now you've had a cold bucket of water thrown on you from actual reality, that's cool because that's the thing that happens. But that's not the Mandela Effect, according to these people. According to people who truly believe in the Mandela Effect, the Mandela Effect is this is the notion that shared false memories are glimpses into a parallel world that shares most similarities with us, but are actually part of a different timeline uh, that we have somehow managed to cross over into. Uh, this goes sort of hand in hand with uh, the scene in The Matrix where... Uh, Cowboy Curtis tells Bill and Ted that uh, every time you get deja vu, that's actually the Matrix rebooting itself. So people sometimes call this like a glitch in the Matrix. Like something went wrong with the big computer program, man, that's controlling all of our lives, man, and they're not telling us about it. But we figured it out, man. We figured out that the Mandela effect is happening. And so the reason I'm bringing this up, the reason that the Berenstain Bears are such a part of this is because last year online, kind of on, I think it was on uh, Reddit, and then BuzzFeed started putting forth this notion that the Berenstain Bears, people were remembering that the Berenstain Bears were actually the Bernstein Bears, uh, with their name spelled E-I-N instead of A-I-N. And rather than going, oh, oh, I thought it was Bernstein because I am familiar with the name Bernstein, it's a very common name, and I must have just been mistaken, they dig in their heels and have insisted that this is, again, proof of parallel universes. The weird thing about it, of course, being that you can easily look at the books and there isn't a single book called The Bernstein Bears, So, which, which leads them to believe that they have somehow crossed over, either crossed over into a new timeline themselves personally, I guess at the same time their parallel and the other universe crossed over, or that there was a glitch, like a, a hiccup in reality, and everything shifted like at the, around the same time. And that only only these people who remember the Berenstein Bears, instead of just being what we like to call wrong people, uh, they are the ones who remember what was happening. They're all like punching punching reality along with their Superboys, just a bunch of little Superboys punching at that wall of reality, just trying to break through, trying to identity crisis us all. Is that what that was about? Identity crisis something? New 52? I get confused. They've rebooted that a lot, haven't they? Like that's... They've kind of done that a lot at this point. In any case, there is a there's an explanation for for why this isn't this is stupid, and it's called our brains, and it's called the memories, and it's called people don't really work properly. And 
what happens is we are complex animals. And one of the greatest things about human beings is we're so super smart and we have the capacity to believe and create and imagine and wonder and find patterns in everything. And our brains are just chock full of notions and suppositions and prepositions. And they are able to do a lot of abstract thinking and abstract remembering. And our memories aren't filing cabinets full of uh, pieces of paper. Thank you, Stephen King. The dream catcher had a lot of amazing moments, and that was one of them. Uh, instead, our brains are mushy balls of goo and with like lightning shooting through them. You can quote me on that. And the, the, the memory is stored in different parts of the brain. It's not like a box with memories in it. Uh, different types of memories occur in different parts of the brain for different reasons and are triggered by different things and have different purposes and are stored in different times and actually shift over to different parts of the brain because once they become uh, unnecessary. So our memories tend to get tainted over time by our own very, the very active remembering them. The more we remember them, the more they are changed and influenced. And they're really influenced easily by other people. Um, uh, so, you know, there's, there's false memories and there's memory confabulation, uh, the social reinforcement of beliefs and uh, uh, the, the, the basic human drive to be in the mix, to be in the know, uh, to, to be one of the people who's kind of one of the movers and shapers of the world. Uh, that's, that's, those are all things that, that can, can influence the way we see things and the way we remember things. Our memory is, is, is a nightmare, is messed up, is unreliable in a lot of situations. And one of those really weird times it's unreliable is with pop cultural things, especially when it's being reinforced by what other people are saying. Uh, so you put all this stuff together and you have something like the fallout of the Mandela effect, which is people getting together online uh, with these similar misremembered moments and uh, boosting each other up, saying, yeah, 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 I remember that too, yeah, 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 especially, um, I don't know, in the case of the main Mandela Effect website, where you're actually not allowed to contradict anyone. So not only are you, do you have a place where people come together to simply reinforce each other's misremembered memories, you have a place where people come together to reinforce each other's misremembered memories, where anyone who is, is going to bring in a dissenting argument is, is erased, from uh, the timeline, perhaps they're not allowed in. So it's just a bunch of uh, backslapping and 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 carrying on. It's also impossible to argue against because the whole idea is that all of reality has changed. So of course we wouldn't remember. Only the special people would remember. Uh, of course uh, there would be no evidence of old Berenstain Bear books being called Berenstain Bears because everything is different. Or we're in this reality and they crossed over. Now why no one ever seems to cross over from a you know rabidly different reality, say one where we are all blue or one where uh, houses talk or one where cats are president, then I don't know. I mean, maybe that's, well, let's see. Let's take a look at the actual Mandela effect. Uh, who's a fudge? The peoples, the, the commenters, the ones who believe. I've got a few examples uh, from from Mandela Effect website. This is this is actual stuff posted by actual people uh, that we're going to talk about. Um, and the Berenstain Bears brings a lot of people to the site because it's one of the big ones for some reason. I think I think it's because the Berenstain Bears. Everyone knows who they are. Everyone has some interaction with them, but they're not something that people were super into. 
they're not something that people were fanatical about. They weren't choose your own adventure novels. They weren't are you afraid of the dark? They weren't uh, Goosebumps novels or or uh, or Babysitter's Club or or Sweet Valley High. They weren't the Hardy Boys. They weren't books like that. That no people know you. You can't talk about the twins from Sweet Valley High and get one of the names wrong without being corrected by half a million screaming fans. But with the Berenstain Bears, people are more willing to go. You know, I, I, I guess because it's not something that people were fanatical about in the way I'm fanatical about them, or a couple of our friends are fanatical about them. So they're kind of a safe ground because there's a little there's a little wiggle room in there for people's memories, uh, more so than, say, for Star Wars, even though the Luke, I am your father quote gets bandied about a lot. Um, yes, that is on the Mandela Effect page. So people come to the Mandela Effect website looking for you know to to be reassured that they are not incorrect so here's a few of the here's a few of the examples of stuff people actually wrote um i remember it as baron stein even though i'd never read the books why would anyone change that seems irrelevant now already we are that we're acting off of a of a, of a presumption like i remember it one way even though i never read them i see now that it's ai why would someone change that there's a huge leap in logic already like people are like my memory is flawless even though I have no actual contact with the thing in question, the world must be wrong. Um, let's see. Uh, I just saw today. It blew my mind. I was a meticulous spelling nerd as a child and have zero doubt that the books the kids were reading were about the Berenstain Bears. The official records state the series was always Berenstain after the very real last names of the authors, Berenstain. So there's acknowledgement that the that Stan and Jan Berenstain are Berenstain. Why they would call their bears the Berenstain Bears, we don't know. What we're going to see a lot of in these quotes is people remember this as kids. And not only do they remember it from being kids, but they were really smart kids. So they couldn't have been wrong. Um, I always knew it was Berenstain. Berenstain Bears. I could have sworn it was spelt Berenstain, even though they spelled spelled wrong. Um, we both remember Berenstain Bears rather than Berenstain. No record of Stein, which is definitely how it was when I was younger. So there's no record of it ever having been this way. However, when I was a kid, it was this way. I have to be right, so the world is wrong. Now, my 20-year-old daughter, who had every Baron book, was just as creeped out when I showed her this. She said, no, Mom, it was always Berenstein. Uh, I was a voracious reader as a child and pronounced it as either Stein or Steen. I eventually settled with Steen. Now, if it had been spelled Stain, there would have been no question in my pronunciation of that. I noticed this difference about five years ago and chalked it up to new editions being relabeled. Now it seems it was never called that to begin with. That's another thing. Uh, there's this idea that at some point the publishers changed it from Baron Steen or Stein to Baron Stain for some reason. I couldn't find this said when I went searching for it, but a year or so ago when it first started being brought up, there were whispers about it being changed post 9-11, which I find very strange. Like, there's there was some sort of tie-in conspiracy-wise there. Don't know what it was. Uh, while my children were small, my mother and I purchased the entire Berenstein Bears library collection. At no time have I ever known them to be anything other than that. However, I will confirm this for my own peace of mind by digging them out of storage. You also see a lot of that. People who say, no, 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 I own these books. It's Berenstein or Berenstein. I'm going to go get them out of storage. I'm going to go get them out of my attic. Next time I'm at my parents, I'll pull them out. But no one actually has the books with them. Also, you didn't get the entire Berenstein Bears library. Uh, only two people in the world that I know 
have the entire Berenstain Bears library. One of them lives in Austin, Minnesota. One of them lives in Florida. Anyway, uh, I too remember pronouncing Bernstein my entire life. My first thought naturally was I'm misremembering. That wasn't enough. I tried to make some more sense of it. I can remember an event less than five years ago. I was referencing them in a text message to a friend and do remember looking up the correct spelling on my phone. I remember it clearly being Stein. However, part of me feels I'm buying into the crazy and the other part of me trusts that I'm not misremembering. So that's another one. Memory is hard. We want to believe that everything we remember is how it happened. And we know, scientifically speaking, that that is not the case. That you put two people in a room together who witness the exact same thing, you're going to get two different stories. That the things that happened as a child aren't necessarily the things you remember. And they're not always the stories you've been telling your entire life. That is actually very tricky ground to walk on because there are very serious things that happen to people as a child that need to be remembered correctly. And... We don't want to believe we could ever be for mistaken in what we believe. But we know for a fact that memory is malleable and easily influenced. Um, I'm a readaholic. I have been since I was four years old. I read every single word. I mean, I, I would hope. Uh, just as I have done with these comments. All, it's, all the time I was reading Baron Steen and our next door neighbor. Oh, Baron Stein. Our next door neighbor was Mr. Steinman, pronounced Stein. So I asked my grandmother if it was pronounced Baron Stein or Baron Steen. She said Baron Steen bears different than Mr. Steinman's name. I would never have asked her how to pronounce it if it had been spelled Baron Stein. Oh, they go on, my friends. They go on. Uh, my 20-year-old daughter. So is this the same? Hold on. Is this the same 20-year-old daughter? No, it's a different 20-year-old daughter. That's weird. Everyone has a 20-year-old daughter. My 20-year-old daughter remembers it that way as well. She found a picture of the book spelled the way we remember. I don't know how to get a picture on here, though. Okay? I was born in 1998 specifically remembering Berenstein Bears. Pronounced Berenstein. The the pronunciation's weird here, but... uh, Same with Sex in the City. Apparently, it's Sex and the City. I've asked a few friends about their opinions on this, only for them to laugh and call me stupid. I wish people were more open-minded. Maybe this is just some practical joke being played on us by some more advanced parallel universe traveler. Joke's over. I want my old dimension. Or maybe there's a large percentage of us that have some mental illness. Who knows? I remember the lady on the TV show pronouncing it Baron Stein Bears. I remember questioning her intelligence because it was clearly spelled Baron Steen, and it annoyed the heck out of me that she was always pronouncing it weird. As for the live action, I remember seeing trailers, and I remember them being dressed just like the Baron Stein. I'm so sure that it was spelled with an E that I refuse to spell it differently, Bears, that I'm not remembering the country bears. Oh, yeah, that's another thing. So there's another Baron Stein Bears memory that goes around that is that there was a live action movie. Uh, and a lot of people say you're thinking of the Yogi Bear movie or you're thinking of the Country Bears movie. No, no, they never were. That was never anything, uh, even though there was a live-action Berenstain Bears movie in production, in pre-production, uh, probably like seven or so years ago. Uh, that did get a little bit of publicity. It was going to be the Berenstain Bears come out of the book into the modern world. Uh, so they're interacting with human beings. It had nothing. It sounded terrible. In any case, let's see. Uh, I had a majority of the collection of the Berenstain Bears books. No, you didn't. When I was a kid, I specifically remember the spelling, and I agree with the person about the pronunciation of Steen over Stain. However, I just asked my mother what the books were called, and she said Berenstain! Exclamation point. I asked here about the alternate spelling, and she remained with Stain. Then she looked it up to make sure and confirmed Stain. I asked her based on her own memory, and she confirmed Stain. I'll die believing Steen. They go on. And there's a few things that I notice, and, and they, they do go on. There's a few things that I noticed here. Uh, one is that people tend to rely on the memories of their children uh, 
a lot of the memories seem to change either around the time of the 1985 Saturday morning cartoon or the early 2000s PBS cartoon. Because um, I think that's the first time people heard the name spoken out loud. And there was this kind of like jog and this kind of like weird slap and their memories were changed. Hey, wait a minute. When I was younger, it was Berenstein. Now it's Berenstein. I better go check on my books. Hey, who changed all my books? Uh, we're looking at is this willful ignoring of the facts, this willful ignoring of of what's right in front of you. And you can't argue it. It's one of those, it's unarguable because every time you come up with a new thing, they, they move the goalposts. Uh, I was just playing around and decided to do a Kindle search of Baron Stein instead of the usual internet search. The only book that popped up that was spelled that way was the Baron Stein Bears and the Big Spelling Bee by Stan and Jan Berenstein. Or Ian. Everything else was spelled Berenstain, except for the number one listed book, which was Berenstain, a conspiracy book selling for 99 cents about this, you know, about the Mandela effect. I went to search for it after we went to church over an hour later to my mom and it has now disappeared. Creepy. Oh, yeah. And also spell check will correct it to Berenstain. So there's obviously something going on there. Um, people, a lot of people are uh, from. Uh, other countries where the books weren't as popular, but they remember it being Berenstein or Stein. Uh, they also remember interview with a vampire instead of the vampire in case you're keeping score. So the person who created the Mandela Effect moniker says that this, these, this is, this is uh, beyond the, uh, the range, uh, the normal range of, of memory issues. Uh, this is beyond that. She's, she's not a memory expert, but she knows what the normal range of, of misremembering is. And this is beyond that uh, for her. This is evidence of parallel realities, um, quantum science, real life sliders, and alternate history. That was a, uh, an, an exact quote. But listen, that, that we know that our memories are, are forever changing, are, are edited, are, are flawed, are not 100% reliable. We know that Eyewitness testimony is the least reliable testimony you can present in court, that people just don't remember things. They don't do it on purpose. It's just that things change over time. All it takes is one person contradicting you, and your memories start altering. There was a, a study done in which people were shown, people were asked about whether or not they had been to, say, Disney World. And if they hadn't, they were then shown photographs of themselves at Disney World, obviously photoshopped photographs or you know, digitally altered to put them in Disney World. They were then given a description of their trip. And when questioned later, they actually had memories of being at Disney World. Uh, like they had been convinced they were at Disney World. It seems scary, but this is how the mind works. The memory is fluid and it's not perfect by any means. We, because we have these weird memories, because we have these weird brains, these giant brains that are uh, an, an evolved hodgepodge of, of, of impulses and, and triggers and uh, tools and highways and roads and various systems, because it evolved to meet so many different needs, because we are more or less the most advanced species on this planet capable of... of abstract thought and emotion and invention and uh, identifying patterns and looking to the future and looking into the past and analyzing what we imagine and what we and what we remember 
because of this, our brain is, is at times uh, mushy. Like our eyes, we evolved to see in three dimensions and with eyes on the front of our, of our faces. But because of the way they evolved over time, they're inefficient. They turn in the, they, what we see gets flipped upside down and has to be retranslated by the brain into a right side up image. That's just a trick of evolution. That's just because of the way we evolved, because evolution doesn't, you know, run backwards and fix things. It just keeps going and adding on to what it already has. And that, that's just, you better learn to live with it. But the memory is the same way. It's not, a, it's not a smooth machine. And instead of looking at the flaws in your memory and digging your heels and doubling down, it's okay to, to, to step back and, and say, I, wow, I guess I was wrong. I guess I was wrong. It, especially with something as seemingly insignificant as the Berenstain Bears. Also, the world is fascinating. We live in a beautiful, large, rich, complex, dynamic, frightening, funny, and absurd world. It's unending in what it has to offer us and what we have to contribute to it. We don't need to pretend that we are from another reality in order to make this reality interesting. Uh, all you have to do is, is go into your front yard and dig around in the dirt for a little while, and you'll find things there that could keep you captivated for hours. There are things that exist here and now that have stories and are complex and interesting. You don't have to pretend that you are a slider and hopping from reality to reality. I guess there's no harm in that ultimately, but... It's a lot of energy that doesn't need to be wasted. But the thing that really irks me about this, the reason I felt I had to bring it up, the reason I felt I had to address it finally, because people have been asking me if I'm going to address it almost since I started this mess, is because Stan and Jan Berenstain and Mike Berenstain were and are real people with a real last name and a real family life and a real history who worked very hard on and continue to work very hard on a series for the pleasure of children and some adults around the world. Their name is their name, and names are important. The Berenstain name is unusual, and as documented in their book, uh, Down a Sunny Dirt Road, it caused Stan Berenstain problems when he was a kid with teachers mispronouncing it or refusing to pronounce it correctly. It's a point of pride, uh, for the family. It is a name that is recognizable around the world. Mispronouncing someone's name isn't a crime. Doubling down on your memory and discrediting a person's name is extremely inconsiderate. The Berenstains are people who deserve the same consideration as anyone when it comes to their name. And I feel very strongly about that. So... Stop it, Mandela people. Nelson Mandela died in 2013. You remembered that he died in prison. You're wrong. There are 50 states in the Union. You remember it as being 51 or 52. You were wrong. Sex in the City is called Sex and the City. You remember it being Sex in the City. You were wrong. Interview with the Vampire is called Interview with the Vampire, not Interview with a Vampire. You were wrong. Billy Graham 
You did not watch Billy Graham's funeral on TV. You remember watching Billy Graham's funeral on TV. Guess what? You were wrong. The Challenger exploded in 1986, not 1984 or 1985. If you remember it differently, you're wrong. Curious George never had a tail. If you remember Curious George having a tail, you were wrong. Freddie Prinze Jr. and Sarah Michelle Gellar didn't have a baby in 2003. If you remember them having a baby in 2003, you were wrong. There is no famous portrait of Henry VIII holding a turkey leg. If you remember a portrait of Henry VIII holding a turkey leg, you either saw a very funny sketch or a very clever Photoshop or you're wrong. Jif peanut butter was never called Jiffy peanut butter. If you remember it being called Jiffy, you're remembering a peanut butter called Skippy. Oh, and you're wrong. Sinbad never played a genie in a movie. If you remember Sinbad playing a genie in a movie, you're wrong. You're thinking of Kazam. And don't tell me, no, I'm not thinking of Kazam. Guess what? You're thinking of Kazam. The guy who stood in front of the row of tanks in Tiananmen Square wasn't run over by tanks on live television. If you remember the Tiananmen Square tank guy getting run over by the tanks on live television, you're wrong. The Great Pumpkin never appears in It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. If you remember Linus missing seeing the actual Great Pumpkin in It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, you're either remembering Snoopy popping up in the pumpkin patch, a hilarious cartoon you saw online when you were younger, or you're wrong because the Great Pumpkin never appeared. These are just a few of the things people remember incorrectly. There's a lot more, a whole heck of a lot more, many of them involving dead celebrities. Uh, and in each and every case, it's just a bunch of wrong people. Wrong people, wrong people, wrong people, wrong people, wrong people who want to believe they're magic space travelers. I've never encountered a greater gap between the mundanity of a problem and the solution found to the problem. That would be like, I keep dropping my pencil. I need a giant robot dinosaur with powerful jaws that can grip a pencil and not drop it. I misremembered a thing. I need a theory that involves reality warping space travel in order to explain I don't remember a thing. Cut it out. Cut it out. If you need a thing to make you interesting, go do something interesting. If you need a thing to make people listen to you, do something or say something interesting. If you need validation that the world is interesting, look at it. Look around at it. Look up in the sky or look at how... Read a book? Maybe? Uh... Talk to people outside of your room? I don't, just don't, stop asking your kids if their childhood memories validate your weird mistakes. I don't, just get out, do something else. It's Berenstain, it's Berenstain, it's Berenstain, it's Berenstain, it's Berenstain. The Berenstains are real people. They're real people. Ugh. So this is, this is all, this is, I'm not going to address the Mandela effect on my show anymore. We have enough alternate universe and dreamscape stuff going on. I don't need to to bring this. That's it. No more Mandela effect. This was my Mandela episode, and I'm done.
I'm done. I'm done. If you want to find out more about the Mandela Effect, uh, don't. It's dumb. And you don't need to know about it. You don't need to worry about it anymore. I told you everything you need to know. Uh, If you need it broken down for you, I can break it down to three points. It's dumb. Okay, just one point. And I don't usually... I try not to dismiss things this out of hand, but I don't feel like I'm dismissing this out of hand. I've been giving this a lot of thought. Um, And to all you big websites out there, uh, the, the buzzes, feeds... The AV clubs, the IO9s, stop doing stories about it, okay? The next time it comes up, just ignore it. Let it go away. Let it go away. This is now the cultural equivalent of your truther uncle banging on the table at Thanksgiving. Just pretend it's not happening. Drink your wine. Turn to your cousin next to you and start just talking about movies. Just talk about movies. Or the latest episode of Sleepy Hollow. Because that's, just ignore your uncle. Ignore your uncle. He's just going to bang away, and you don't need to worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't, let it go. Don't worry about it. It's good. No. Sh- uh-uh. No. 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 No, it's good. It's good. We're done. It's good. No. We're done. Okay. I'm Phil Gonzalez with Deep in Bear Country, a Baron Stain bear cast. Uh, See you next week.